G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Some more challenging issues around religious freedom. The recent withdrawal of the Religious Discrimination Bill in the Senate has led to more concerns about some of the adverse ways people are affected without protections for religious freedom. New concerns are that no protections could negatively impact older people, particularly those who receive in-home care services. It's reported the bill specifies people receiving aged care cannot be discriminated against on the basis of religion. However, it characterises aged care as aged care facilities and would not cover in-home care. Let's get some insights from Ben Boland, who is an aged care chaplain who writes and speaks about aged care ministry. He's also the author of a number of booklets, and we'll talk about those shortly. But Ben, welcome back to 2020. Neil, always a privilege to be with you. Ben, interesting to start talking about aged care, because aged care that happens in-home, that's really the primary way things are happening these days. Less people in facilities, more people in the home. Yeah, the government is actively pushing people to stay at home for longer. Um, it's badged as giving people more independence. Um, functionally, it's much cheaper, so it's a budgetary measure, really. Um, but, yeah, there are trendies towards more and more home care packages and pet care at home and keeping people both out of hospital and residential care. So, Ben, how do you see uh, what might, what fine-tuning might be necessary uh, if this bill comes back before the parliament, either before the election or if it's held over till after the election? Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised um, that this has come up um, as aged care in an Australian context has been largely driven by um, faith and particularly churches. Um, we continue to be the largest segment um, and the non-for-profits are the larger. There are more non-for-profits than for-profit providers in the Australian context, and most of those have been churches. Um, so churches have been providing care for people, irrespective of religion, race, gender, uh, any of the other um, discrimination points, for a significant period of time. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's critical that we continue to do that. My concern with the bill really was that it makes it much harder for Christian organisations to manifest their care in their work space and in the way that they want to. It draws some significant issues, doesn't it? And I know that uh, opponents of religious freedom have uh, used some things along these lines and looking for amendments because they're concerned that somehow or other people, whether it's religion or race or whether they are uh, issues of sexuality, that they may somehow or other come under some sort of discrimination from Christians. And as you say, the majority of aged care is happening from Christian providers. So uh, is there any relevance to that? Well, I, 
I think they're really punching at ghosts, to be ruthlessly honest. Um, in fact, I'm aware of aged care providers who are Christian based in the Sydney context who deliberately opened up aged care facilities in areas um, with a high um, rainbow affiliation, for want of a better phrase, or an LGBI population and indeed most of the residents living there identify within that space and yet this Christian organisation has deliberately gone in there not to hit them with the Bible but to love them and to care for them. Would it be typical in your experience Ben that when you're a Christian you're on the coalface providing services as an aged care provider in home or whether you're in a facility that there's really been no discrimination policy. I mean, everybody who's there who needs care typically gets that care. Look, we're always striving to provide best care, and best care is really diverse in terms of what I want is different to what you want. And we work really hard to be personalised in that care, um, in things like what time people have a shower, um, the food choices, and that relates to everything in their lives. Um, aged care is not about telling people how to live their lives, it's about supporting people to live their lives to the best of their abilities. Is there a sense here, you know, sometimes people uh, drag up the old uh, story of the baker and uh, not wanting to make a cake uh, for two gay men uh, who want to celebrate some sort of occasion or a wedding. Is there something that's being dragged into this uh, discussion about aged care that might be saying that some people might not want to care for certain members of the community? Look, I have never seen that as an issue. Um, And my understanding with reference to the bakery case was that the bakery had previously been providing that couple um, services. Um, So they were more than happy to sell them general products. Um, The issue was about the icing and particularly what it said. Um, Within an aged care facility, um, every facility I've worked in has had people from a variety of faith groups Um, And while the chaplaincy services were specifically Christian in those contexts, um, there was no bar or discrimination against other people um, requesting and indeed us facilitating them being cared for by their faith community, um, whether that be an imam or a priest or something else. So I, I think they're jousting at ghosts. The same thing, no doubt, exists in any sort of medical care provider, whether you're a doctor or a nurse or any other uh, orderly or however that works, because uh, the same thing exists, doesn't it? Whether it's race or religion or sexuality, I mean, the doctor typically doesn't discriminate and neither do the nursing staff. Yeah, look... From a medical point of view, it can have significant um, things. Um, As a bloke, I'm less likely to suffer from breast cancer, but I'm more likely to suffer from prostate cancer than a woman, Um, and that's just biology. Um, So it is significant in that sense, but how people choose to be addressed, how people choose to dress, um, is their prerogative. Um, We are not here to be a boarding school. We do not have a set uniform and a set... um, expectations of behaviour or thou shall go to chapel every Wednesday. We are here to care for people. Now we Christian providers often make a point of providing spiritual care from a Christian perspective over and above what is required from federal and state legislation. But 
Facebook. That is an opt-in, not an opt-out system. Is there issues, Ben, insofar as what you understand about the Religious Discrimination Bill, about people sharing their faith when they work for, as you say, one of these church-based aged care providers, uh, that they go in with a motivation to serve and even the desire to be able to share their faith? Are there issues there that need protection, do you think? No, um, is the short version. Um, And I think if we think about religion not simply as a faith space, uh, perhaps as a worldview, which is perhaps a more inclusive way of doing it, um, I'm aware of people who work in the aged care sector who proudly wear a rainbow badge or proudly wear um, other um, symbols of different worldviews and faiths to Christianity. Um, Now, anybody who is being unhelpful and aggressive in how they share those things with others is going to get pulled up. Um, and generally, it would only be those conversations would only be raised if someone asked questions about, as opposed to the person saying, you should become XYZ or you should vote in a particular way. One of those things, as soon as you legislate, you've got all sorts of areas where some might have an offence and uh, therefore raise a dispute Uh, so we might even say in this case when it comes to aged care is the religious discrimination bill even needed Uh, and would it create all sorts of unnecessary divisions and even disputes Uh, what are your thoughts yeah i think the bill i think in terms of residents receiving care um I have no issue if they wanted to tweak that to say home care is also not to be discriminated against because it's not happening anyway. So if that makes people feel happier, boo you for them. Um, that's not significant. I think the bigger question for um, aged care generally is that if they were to, discri- to um, legislate that Christian providers or faith providers across the board were not allowed to act in a way that aligned with their vision, we're not allowed to expect their staff to behave in a particular way, um, that becomes really problematic. Um, As Christians have been motivated to care for the frail and the old since the time of the early church, and that is very much driven by our faith perspective. We care because Jesus cared, because Jesus loved. Um, So to remove Christian providers' ability to do core business, a.k.a. love people because Jesus loved them, would make it very challenging for Christian providers. And I I would hate to see a situation where providers had to say, um, look, we can't fulfil our mission anymore, so we need to get out of the industry. Well, challenging times when a bill like that could trigger even attacks against the Christian providers. And then uh, there are those who may well use provisions in that religious discrimination bill uh, to silence the Christian providers. That would be a concern, wouldn't it, for everyone? I think silencing any providers, um, particularly around things that they put in their mission, um, whether that's ANZ Bank um, or a Christian provider, is hugely significant. particularly when um, in this space it has been the faith-based people who have led. It's the faith-based organisations who have invested over decades and decades in providing this care. 
and we want to be providing better care. We don't want to see anybody squeezed out of the space or having to worry about legislation that does nothing to improve the care provided to older people. Well, special honour to you, Ben, in your role as an aged care chaplain and to everyone listening who works in aged care and there's an awful lot of people who do, uh, who really do make amazing sacrifices to care for the elderly in our community. Ben Boland, aged care chaplain, let me say how people can connect with you. They can see your YouTube production, Jesus Love in Aged Care, Uh, You can also connect with Ben via LinkedIn. And, of course, then there's the Jesus Loves Me book available from Hammond Care and the Bible Society. Ben Boland, important issue. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Neil, this is is so important. Um, we, We need in aged care not more legislation but more funding. Um, and of course everything I've said is my opinion not out of anybody else's but um, right across the industry we desperately need more funding so we can provide better care for our older people at home and in residential context as well Ben thanks for your insights thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media to find out more about us go to vision.org.au 